Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily Newton, and joining us on the show is Randy from Venice, Florida. Hello. How are you doing today? I am well, Emily. Thank you. You are welcome. So, Randy, you know, we're, we're really excited to have you on the show. But before we dive into the nitty gritty of everything that you have going on at Pilates with Randy, first, tell us a little bit about how you describe your business to people and what made you want to start your gym in the first place? Okay. Um, I started out working for the Y, uh, YMCA, local YMCA, for 12 years. Uh, teaching Pilates. I brought Pilates to the area. And after a while, my son had has grown up and I didn't have to just go two hours here, one hour there. I decided I could do this. I can absolutely do this. So I opened my own studio. I think it was in 2016 in a tiny little spot where I'm not lying. If it rained, you pretty much had to wear boots to get to your car because it flooded all the time. And that was a real little studio. And then I introduced bar there. Mm -hmm. Um, After that, I was there for, I think, two years. And then I opened uh, a larger studio Mm -hmm. that had probably maybe 1,500 square feet. The first one had 700 and um, worked there. And then the lease was up and I wanted to open a studio where I could have three separate rooms for classrooms. So I did that three years ago. And so it's been an exciting ride for me. It's taking my skills. It's taking my people skills, having amazing instructors. And I said, well, if I have all this, why not? I'm never afraid of failure. So I figured if it didn't work out, it didn't, but it has. Yeah. Um, I really like what you said about never being afraid of failure. I feel like a lot of people just kind of let that, let that really get in the way of them pursuing their dreams. They do. I, I think if people could ju- love something, have a passion for something, there's no failure. There's no failure. Maybe you downsize a little, maybe you upsize a little, but you have to believe in yourself. You have to believe that I have the skills to make this work. And it's a lot of different skills starting um, an exercise business. I was an aerobics instructor in the 80s and the 70s. That's a far cry from Pilates. I kind of got into Pilates because I'm not a yoga person. I'm too hyper. And Pilates was really comfortable for me. So this studio, um, as I said, I opened three years ago. Is It's about the vibe. It's all about the vibe. People walk in. They can't wait to get in. They walk in with a smile on their face. When they walk out, they might be hurting, but they're walking out with a smile on their face. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of wanted to cycle back to something that you said earlier about the skill set. Um, when you do, when you are running a business, mm-hmm. do you mind just kind of like listing off some of the skills that you think are are most important in this industry specifically? Absolutely. One is really making it accessible financially to clients, okay? I found that in Pilates, the studios were really expensive. So I didn't go there. And it's probably have to do more volume than I 
did with these three person studios. But I have a lot of joyful people coming in. So financial responsibility is, is very, very important. Um, make it accessible to all. Um, I think the attitude you have is really important. I mean, there are gyms I've gone to where nobody says a word to you mm -hmm. at all. That's not my studio. My studio has to do with being personable, being kind, being thoughtful, being tough, but also never forgetting there's a person, one person in front of you, not 20, not even five. Each person is special. I think another thing that makes me, that has helped to make me successful is keeping everything really clean. Maintenance is super, super, super important. I mean, um, I've gone into gyms where you sit there and go, I don't want to touch equipment. And that's, that's been, I know, and that's been real big with me. So it's the maintenance, the final financial responsibility. It's how you approach the clients. And I, I, those three are really important. Hours are really important too. When I started, um, I never thought people would come at two o'clock in the afternoon. They either came early in the morning, they came at night. Well, that's not true. There are people that are happy to come in in the afternoon. So it's it's kind of like expanding your horizons of what you thought you should be doing mm -hmm. and then testing out hours. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, that's, thank you for sharing that. Um, sure. So earlier, you know, before we went on the air, we were talking a little bit about, you know, the clients that you're serving right now and you guys are servicing over 200 clients a week. Right. Yes. Oh, yeah. So how did you find all of these people? Let's talk a little bit about marketing. Well, I've been in business. I mean, I've been teaching in this area for 22 years mm -hmm. and people followed me from the wide and they came with me to each studio. I do market. I market. And honestly speaking, I the only marketing that I pay for is Google. Google's been enormous. Absolutely a tremendous source of value to me. People coming in from out of state, they're looking at the website, um, they see how many five-star ratings you have, that's worth paying for. Other than that, I've gone on Facebook and not paid Facebook. Okay. What I do is get all the local groups, whether it be Venice Friendlies or what's happening in Englewood, Florida, and I put all my information out there. And they can go right to the web, web page and book. That's been invaluable to me. Okay. So how does the Google marketing work? You just sign up for Google, get your website. Mm -hmm. And the more, uh, I think the more favorable reviews you get, the higher up you get. So when you hit Pilates in my area, I'll come up first. Yeah. <laughs> and the next one would be Club Pilates because they pay a lot more money for their advertising. My advertising is maybe, no, I bet $140 a month. That's it. Okay. So that's where I draw a lot of my people. If somebody wants to go onto Google, set up your website, make your website cool. And it doesn't have to be, let's list what we're doing. Make it about you. Make it about your mission. Make it about what you offer that nobody else offers. And that's worked for me real well. Yeah, that's that's interesting. So you're 
investing into paid marketing every month. You said about 140 bucks a month. Maybe. Yep. So with the success that you've had with that, um, have you ever thought about investing into other types of paid advertisement? I have, but I, I'm booked all the time, so I don't really need to. Mm -hmm. If I did, um, probably I'm a little older, obviously. So I'm not that person who goes on Instagram and whatever. I've had some of my instructors do it, mm -hmm. but you really have to appeal to your base. Okay. So advertising should be about your base. I deal with people over 50. Okay. So going on Instagram is probably not going to work out real well for me. Right. People are still on Facebook. Um, also a good one, a marketing thing is constant contact where you can actually send emails to your clients and give them offers. Um, that's worked well. Okay. Okay, cool. So let's say that I, I'm in Florida. Let's say I moved to Florida next week and right. I type in Pilates and you're one of the first names that come up. Right. When I come to visit your studio. Mm -hmm. What would my journey and experience look like? From okay. the time that I'm just interested to possibly becoming like a permanent member. Okay. First of all, usually we'll get an email from you first um, from the website asking questions. Then I would interview you at the studio asking about what your goals are. Um, how comfortable are you? Do you want bar? Do you want yoga? Do you want reformer? Um, what your skill set is? I mean, if you're just starting out, I'm going to slide you into an introductory class. If you've been doing Pilates before, you might be a light intermediate, but assessing kind of where you're at, finding out if you have any issues with your knees, with your joints, anything. That's super important too. And then I take you into each one of the rooms. I take you into the Pilates mat room. I take you into the bar room, show you the whole studio and the reform room and try to let you imagine what it feels like to be there. Um, hopefully you'll come in when there are classes going on because the vibe is so incredible that you walk out going, I think, I think I found my home away from home. And a lot of people say that. Yeah. And if nobody's there, then you're going to talk to me for 10 or 15 minutes. And I might try you on a piece of equipment to assess where you should be. And then I will do everything to help you get started. So what is like your role in your business? Like, are you actively, like when new people are coming in, are you running them through your sales process from start to finish? When new people come in, I'm not, I will, I, I teach more advanced reformer. So what I'm going to do is put them in one of my introductory classes because I like to teach people how to start. and then introduce them to the instructor that they're going to have, because it's important. It's really scary. Even I, as an instructor, have gone into other people's studios earlier in my career and felt nervous, mm -hmm. you know, like, what am I going to expect? And so it's important to um, not only show everything around, but to make them feel comfortable with where they're going to be, what instructor they're going to have, what kind of equipment they're going to use. That's all part of introduction. Mm -hmm. Okay. So with that being said, you guys are servicing about 200 clients a month. What type of system do you have in place to make sure that everything is on track? Okay. I use Acuity for my booking. Okay. Acuity, 
I used to use mind body. I'm not going to, I don't use mind body anymore. Okay. Okay. Acuity is a little edgier, but I've managed to calm that down. So people book online, they can buy gift certificates online that keeps that running smoothly. So they just come in and they're already booked in. Um, to make things run smoother, I have my dear friend, Teresa Kaufman, who does the marketing, making sure everything gets out there, whether it's she's putting out um, gift certificates now online that people can buy, and she sets it in the area. Maintenance-wise, my friend Lisa and her uh, assistant do all the maintenance work and the cleaning. So everything runs real smooth from the time you walk in the door to the time you leave. Um, you're not going to have any glitches. And that's what I like. I, I like low maintenance people. I'm not going to lie. Um, I do not enjoy taking high maintenance people at my age at 70. I just feel as though they suck the life out of you. So I would much rather have people come in who want to be there, who are congenial, who are not whiners and um, who are going to really experience and appreciate the experience. And we in turn will feel the same way. So that's how it runs smoothly too. You have one toxic per person in the class and it ruins the class. So bye-bye. <laughs> like that. Like that. Yeah. So you guys offer, you have a lot of services that you're offering mm -hmm. to your members. Um, could you go into a little bit of detail about that? Oh, sure. Okay. So I started teaching Pilates mat over 20 years ago. Matt is really good. We have a very special room. Um, one of my teachers is an artist and she made this gorgeous jacaranda tree on the wall. It's all about pretty too with my studio. I have clouds for lights and um, the colors are real soothing. So when you go into the mat room, you already feel relaxed. It's mat and yoga in there. And then mat is about stretching. It's also really strong. It's a very strong um, discipline. Yoga is yoga. Yoga is gentle. It's um, stretching. It's strength. It's calming. That whole room is about calming. And then you go into the bar room um, and the bar room is, you feel the energy in there. The bars are in there. The flooring is, is cool. Um, you have a big uh, mirror for them to work out and watch themselves. So you feel the pep in that room. Mm -hmm. Then the third room is the reformer room. And it looks like a dungeon. Okay, no, not, it's a beautiful dungeon. But it does because all the reformers are lined up. There's three on each side. And you just know you're going to really work out in that room. So that that's the flow. So if you're starting out, you want to start in the second part of the studio, which is the yoga mat room. I have a masseuse back there as well. Then if you want to be do your aerobic stuff, you go into bar. And then if you want to go into your strength and power stuff, you go into reformer. Okay. So would you say that your members are taking advantage of all of the services that you have to offer? Or are some people just kind of like, I want to do yoga? Yes. Or I just want to stick with Pilates? Absolutely. Absolutely. The, the people who become the monthly payers, you know, the monthly programs, usually do everything. You know, they'll do bar, they'll do mat, they'll do yoga, 
um, they get a lot of bang for the buck. A lot of people will come in, probably about 30% of the people will come in and they just want to do reformer or they just want to do bar and reformer or yoga. So I have packages for each set. So you can get a package for all three. You can get a package for just reformer. So it's important. You good? And, um, and so the, all the services are available and we make it very easy for you to access whatever you want. So you can go for a month. I am, unless it's a monthly membership, my um, packages never expire. You know, I, you come back two years later, you still have a punch card, you still on the computer, you're gonna, you paid for it, you're gonna get it. So integrity is a big part of business. A big part of business. I hear it from other gym owners I know. Well, you know, I, I they didn't come for two weeks, so I'm not giving their money back. Well, ah, uh, sticky. I'm not saying you should do it all the time, but circumstances are circumstances. And you have to be open to modifying your headset in order to make clients happy. Yeah. And then there are people that cancel all the time. They do not last long in my studio because they did get charged. There is, um, unless they have a real good reason, you have a 24-hour uh, period to cancel. And if you don't, it's coming off your credit card. So, and that keeps it honest. It keeps, and if somebody calls me and said, well, I had this happen, of course, I'm not going to charge them. Yeah. It's all about the client's. It really is for me. I, I think I accumulated a lot of clients besides the marketing is because people trust me. We voted the best gym last year overall. Um, and that was really thrilling because we beat the YMCA, which was like, yes, <laughs> they have a million members. So it's come to fruition and it's still growing and I'm still excited. I, I think our income was up 40 percent this year and that was that was wonderful yeah well you know congratulations on all Thank of your you. success so far and all of the success that is definitely on the way Thank so you. with that being said that's kind of a nice segue into my next question sure um what are some of the challenges that you've overcome like is there anything currently that you're working on overcoming now no i i think i've finally smooth things out. It was tough with COVID. That was difficult. Um, first of all, I had instructors that would not get vaccinated and I had to let her go. You know, I, I couldn't take that chance with people coming in. Mm -hmm. um, shutting down for two months was difficult. We had to go virtual, which is not my thing. I like to be in front of people. Mm -hmm. I don't, I felt really awkward and every, I know with my virtual, I would do a whole class and people would say, we couldn't hear you. I was it for me. I'm like, okay, done. But I think upstarting again was difficult because people are really, really scared to come back, really scared. So I just had to ride that out. There was nothing really that I could do about it. Um, and honestly, about a year and a half ago, I had just taken over the second part of the studio. I was wondering if I could even make it because COVID had really kicked our butts. But then 
people started feeling better and people started coming and word of mouth is real big in this business. It really is. You can advertise all you want, but if you don't produce the product, they're not going to stay. And it's, so I had people coming back slowly and surely, and now everybody's back full force. Another thing was um, kind of my personal thing is I am not good at taking days off. Mm-hmm. And it's important. And I will tell anybody out there, if you're starting a business, you have to make time for you. You have to make time for you. I am a workaholic. I'll be the first one to admit it. I very rarely take a vacation. If I do, it's like three or four days to see my kids. But other than that, I'm working all the time and I get fried. So last year was tough. I, with all the stress that I was going through, I got to the end of season. I looked cooked. I did. My vitamin levels were down. I was, I'm a diabetic, so my sugar levels were up. So if I could give myself advice take time for you because guess what it's an exercise class bottom line is it's an exercise class i tell people this is not life or death Mm -hmm. um and that probably is one of the biggest pieces of advice i can give to a studio owner it's exciting it's exciting that covid part was not exciting um but i can't say that honestly speaking Besides that period of time that it's been that difficult, I did have a partner in business, which I would never do again. And I really strongly suggest anybody of you, of you getting a studio, really think about getting a partner. You got to be on the same page, same wavelength, the same strategies. And if you don't, it's a nightmare. And it takes all your joy away. So that was a big problem for me. That's why I got my third studio. But other than that, I don't know. I love what I do so much. And I've been doing it for so long. And it's helped me to connect. Um, I think important in the studio business, connect with other people in the business. You know, I have um, groups like the Contemporary Pilates Association or Pilates Instructors in Florida to connect with. You're not there by yourself. And it's lonely if you think you're there by yourself. It's not about competition. And I don't believe you have to compete with another studio. Be who you are. Be true to yourself. And you never have to worry about competition. Yeah. <laughs> Mic drop moment. Very well said. Very well said. Thank you. So do you think that you'll ever like take a step back from the business and maybe delegate what you do to somebody else? Yeah, that's what I've done. I mean, I was always doing everything. So um, now I know I can go away. I had a grandson last week. I was able to go away because I have great instructors who now can take money, who can teach, um, that can step in for me. That was big. I was really not good at delegating. Learn to delegate. Everybody should learn to delegate. Um, My marketing is done with my friend, my, as I said, the maintenance is done too. I've given people free memberships to do the work. So it's a barter. And if you don't want to pay somebody, get somebody who really loves being at your studio and barter with them. Maybe they can do the book work. Maybe they can do the maintenance work. That's worked out real well for me to delegate that way. So pretty much if you wanted to take like a 
month-long vacation, your studio would continue to thrive on its own? I probably wouldn't breathe, but yeah, <laughs> I would probably have to be under to do that. But yes, it would. It, it absolutely would. You know, I, I cringe at the idea. <laughs> I do. It's crazy. Um, even my son will say, when are you going to retire? I'm not retiring. I don't want to retire. I love what I do. So that's that. But I could actually take off a month and not worry about a thing. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. I, mean, I can feel how passionate you are uh, virtually um, through our computers, which is pretty cool. So before we wrap up, um, tell us, like, what do you see for the future? Like, where do you want the gym to be six to 12 months from now? Um, I think um, kind of wanting to max out the classes in the summer. Now we're real busy in the winter and the spring because it's Florida, people come down. But um, I'd like to add classes even more in the summer. So I can also give a discount in the summer for local people. I mean, I'm not, I'm not afraid to give discounts out or to give their first class free. Why would they pay for something unless they know they're going to like it? I'm just not that person. So that would be a goal to just make it um, add enough classes where we can go, you know, pretty much 12 hours a day without stopping and get and probably hire one or two more instructors um, to make that okay. Because all my instructors are part time. Really? Yeah. Okay. So with. With that being said, would you also want to like be helping more people on a weekly basis? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, maybe even add in. I, I just hired an instructor who's going to. She's also an occupational therapist who works with people who have had knee replacements, shoulder replacements. So there's that also, um, where a little bit more therapeutic as opposed to workout. That's, that's another option that we're working on now. And to get more men involved, men are starting to come in a lot for the reformer. And that's another, that's another possible goal for me in the next 12 months. Okay. So this is a really good place for us to wrap up on this episode. But before we sign out, Randy, where can we find you? Um, I am in Venice, Florida, which is about 30 minutes south of Sarasota. You can go to the website at www.pilateswithrandy.com. Our location is at 2210 South Tamiami Trail, Suites 9 and 10 in Venice, Florida. And the zip there is 34293. I could also be called at 941 Two two three six eight one six. I am the studio owner who falls asleep with her iPad on her chest and her glasses. So call me anytime. But uh, it's easy to access, and I have somebody who checks the mail every day. So we make sure we get back to the person within twenty four hours. All righty. So thank you so much, Randy. We really appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast, and really thank look you, forward Anne. to seeing what you guys are going to be able to accomplish down the road. So to everybody who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your fitness business model, 
within our industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joseph, and joining me on the show is Ashley from A-Team Fitness in College Station, Texas. Welcome to the show, Ashley. Hey, hey, how are you doing? I'm I'm awesome. I'm doing great. Thank you. Um, I'm very excited to have you here on the podcast today to learn more about you know your business what you have going on at 18 fitness but before we dive into the business side of things when you first established 18 fitness what was mm-hmm. the vision that you had in mind for it over the long term well eventually what i'm looking to do is kind of build up to i have more than one trainers and i'd like to expand and kind of open up a few different ones that's like ultimately the goal so starting out kind of trailing it and getting the base going and then again adding more of like a family community and hopefully open up a few more establishments yeah so overall you want to build this business to something much larger than it is today yes for sure absolutely i love that so for the listeners understanding of what you have you know going on at your facility and who you are you know why don't you give them your elevator pitch? So who do you serve and what are your services that you offer your members? So honestly, my clientele is so across the board. It's really, it's anything from athletes, collegiate athletes to everyday mom and dad just trying to get in shape and feel better to working with a lot of autoimmune and kind of metabolic dysfunction. It really is across the board because I, I really feel that regardless of where you're at, you need this in your life. It's a life-changing, it's a game-changing, and it's an essential part of living a a resilient life, you know? So that's kind of the base of of what I look at it as. Yeah, so mainly the general population. So what kind of, you know, like services do you offer them? Is it more of a one-to-one personal training or classes? So for, it's it's definitely more of a boutique style, one-on-one private training. I do a little bit of some semi-private and a, a few classes of group training, but it really is, it's kind of that client, that private, just, you know, a lot of people are very intimidated from the mainstream gyms and they just don't kind of know where to go or feel comfortable. So it's something that I really put a lot of effort into making people feel very comfortable with the process and safe and, and knowing that like, you know, 100% of the attention is on them. Yeah, I love how you mentioned that you really want to make sure that your clients feel okay with where they're training. Because as you said, the general big box gyms, everyone just walks in and does their own thing. Yeah, you can kind of get lost in it. Exactly. So I love that. So, you know, with that being said, you know, how many people are you currently serving right now at your, you know, studio gym? I probably... Gosh, roughly off the top of my head, it's probably about 50 to 60 clients, 
and it's one, two, three times a week. It just kind of depends on the client. It depends on the week, depends on what we're trying to do. Uh, but yeah. Okay. So 50 to 60 clients right now. So with that, I'm kind of curious, what is the you know size of your facility that you're working with in terms it's of a, capacity there? Well, it's about a thousand square feet. It's kind of long and, and, and rectangular shaped. And I, I have a really good setup in there. Anything you can do in a, a big box gym, I can do in there. So I have lots of cables. I have a monster rig. Uh, I do have different machines, but it has to be something with that space that is very like multifunctional, right? Mm -hmm. So everything I have in there, I have some rowers, everything I have in there is very space efficient. Uh, I've got, um, turf, I've got a sled, um, TRX, so course dumbbells, mm -hmm. um, really again, anything and everything you can do in a big gym, just set up to be very efficient and kind of maximized in that space. Yeah. So like what I'm hearing here is that you have everything that a client would need for any kind of fitness or health goal that they may have. Right. So 50 to 60 members right now with a thousand square feet. So I'm curious, is that somewhere you want to stop at in terms of membership base, or do you want to eventually bring more people in and serve more clients? So I think that's the thing. It's like, it's, I feel like there's space, so to speak, to add more trainers, to add more people, it's just we'd have to figure out the time constraints. Like I, I come in a bit later and I work late. So I'm kind of looking to open that up and have morning trainers and weekends and that kind of stuff. So any of the time that I'm really not there uh, to kind of fill in the gaps. Mm -hmm. Also, honestly, with that amount of space and because it's just one client at a time, I mean, there's plenty of room to have more trainers and more people in there. Mm -hmm. So it's not like it's a super tight space. It's definitely big enough to have one side of the gym doing this and one side of the gym doing that. So that's definitely something that is very feasible. Yeah. So, so would why. you say right now, I mean, because what I'm hearing is that right now your main priority and focus is to get some trainers in there so you can eventually yes. grow yes. and expand this thing. Yes. Long -term. Yes. Um, and I, like I think we were talking about before, I've really been working in the business i'm so busy thank goodness i'm very grateful for that very grateful i think i've duped enough people who are thinking i know what i'm doing but no um that i've been working in the business and now i'm at that point where i've tapped out my clientele and my you know work schedule that i need some help mm -hmm. and i want to get out there and i want to build more of a community um, because that's super important to me i want a place not only when they come in and have that private feel I'm very big on introducing everybody to everyone else, phone numbers. You know, we have dinners that we do and get togethers. And so there's that accountability and, and really, especially, you know, COVID and the isolation and, and all that kind of stuff really affected us because we are humans. We're meant to have that coexistence community. Yeah, and the connection so that's some, with other people. It, for sure. Yeah. And it's nice to have that setup to where, <clears throat> people feel like they're coming into something greater than themselves. I know that sounds a little cliche, but that's exactly what it is. Yeah, it's it's important to have a place where everyone wants to come in and feel as if they are one. Because, I mean, going back to yes. our human biology, we all want to be in a tribe of some sort. Yes, we that's go exactly together right. and not lone yes. wolves, even though some people may say they want to be lone wolves. They don't actually want to. Those are cats. We're, we're talking about puppy dogs, okay? Yeah, Those are the cats. Exactly. <laughs> So, you know, main thing right now 
is the trainers staffing hiring so i'm curious what are you doing right now to eventually you know get those trainers in are you doing any kind of you know networking or marketing for trainers to come in or, or what so, does that look like for you so again that is that's the next step i really spent this last year on getting into i hired somebody to help me with my social media which i needed a lot of it because again it's just lack of time and mm -hmm. and and it's something that especially in today's time you time have to be on social media yeah mm -hmm. time is limited but you have to be on social media so mm -hmm. i hired somebody who has uh, started to make a team visible, right? And so that's what I'm going to continue to keep doing is working more the social media side. And then I think from that, continue to have the presence. And then, um, you know, it, it's word of mouth. It's, it's putting it out there. Hey, we're looking to hire. Hey, you know, yeah. do you know somebody? I mean, once you put it out there, it's out there on lots of different platforms. So ideally that, and then, you know, we have, Texas A&M here. So there's, yeah. they have the health, um, a lot of fitness. people around there too, because yeah. of the college. Campus. Yes, yes, exactly. So I, I think that's probably the direction that I'm going to head to, I don't know, kind of put it out there and, and start making some like the interview process and yeah. see what I can put together. Cause I want to find the right people who kind of have the same philosophy as far as, you know, really taking care of their clients and really trying to build a, a community and, and really, focusing on keeping people consistent, right? Mm -hmm. What is it about the workouts that keeps people coming back, right? Of course, we want to have the goals and all the things, but this is a long-term, this is a lifetime journey that we're on. Mm -hmm. And so fat loss periods and all that kind of stuff, to some degree, it's not super, super sustainable. You have to go cycle in and then, does that make sense? Without like going all the way around. So that's one of the biggest things is to find people like-minded that are trying to build the community that lasts a lifetime. Cause that's what this is about. Exactly. Yeah. So like what I'm hearing here is that and I agree. The most important thing is to find people who want to fit into your culture and who want Correct. to work towards the same mission that you have so that everything can function efficiently over time and you know i think a great idea especially since you're you know near texas a&m is to do right. kind of like an internship program maybe to potentially go that's there great idea. events bring those people in and kind of like test them out see if they fit into the mold or not obviously if they don't say goodbye if they do right. keep them because that is important um so Moving away more from like the trainer side, I'm kind of curious. You mentioned that you're working with like a company for your social media. So I'm curious, how has that experience been so far for you? Well, I'll tell you, I, I started with a company called Rev Local and I knew I needed to do some kind of digital marketing because at that point, really, I wasn't even showing up in Google searches. Okay. So that was step number one was to hire a bigger company. Um, and just get a base going. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I was lucky enough to meet somebody in there who was actually my representative who left the company to kind of start her own. And that honestly has, has been the biggest help because it's different when you have to work for like a big company versus when you're able to do it and you're able to have that kind of deeper relationship with that person. And then they really know you, they know your needs. And, and so she's kind of taken it to the next level. Now we're still in the the thick of trying to build up the social media presence mm. 
but that's been very, very helpful. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, we just started on TikTok because that's, you know, that's where it's at right now. Um, and I think with the TikToks and that, it just, uh, we'll be able to showcase what a team's all about a lot better. Yeah. And, um, you know, build up the curiosity, build up the interest and kind of go that route. Yeah, so I agree with you there. Social media is the best way because it's because you're able to not only spread your brand awareness, but you're mm-hmm. also able to market for free at the same time if you post Absolutely. Free. Yes. And who doesn't love free? Right. Right. So right now, is that individual who you're working with only doing the organic side or is she also dabbling into the paid side as well? Well, I'll tell you what. So when I did Rev Local, one of the things I did do was something called banner ads. And we would put in uh, subsequent or monthly discounts or specials. And okay. and honestly, I know that's something that works really well for a lot of different businesses and, and even in the personal training. But for whatever reason, it could have been over. I, I really don't know because it's that's not exactly my realm. Yeah. Um, it At the end of the day, we are fitness professionals, not marketing. Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I'm I'm working on on that part on that side of the the, the business. Um. So I I don't know. We're we're like I said, we're we're kind of in that um experimentation phase, right? So kind of like a testing, seeing what works for what sure. Doesn't, for sure. Not waste yes. money, right? Yeah. For sure. And I don't have a problem because you you do you have to spend money and make money. And I am, again, am in a position right now where I'm really wanting to take it to the next level. So, um, in, in fact, we have a meeting later today to kind of go over these very things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, in terms of that marketing, I'm kind of curious here, how many people does that normally bring in on a weekly or monthly basis for you? So... Like I said, because we're fairly new in the game of, of putting it out there. Yeah. I mean, I'll probably get maybe five to ten legit leads a month. I mean, I, I have calls and I have uh, engagements with it. But I mean, actually, where we, we're setting up sessions, we're setting up appointments. And, that is important. Yeah. Yeah. Not just sure. having the leads there, but being able to converse with them and have them set for a meeting because you're not going to make money unless they come to your place right, and you consult exactly. them and you offer them a solution to their problem, right? Exactly. Um, so that you know, kind of brings me to my next question. What does the process look like from cold lead walking into your facility to new paying member? What does that well, sales process look like for you? So typically it's a call or email. I, I like to talk on the phone. I'm very, I'm a little old school. I want, I want to hear their voice. I want to hear their inflection. So much gets lost in, in context through email and, and texting, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I'm very much a heart to heart, very much an eye contact kind of person. Like what's going on with you? What do you need? What have you done before? What are you looking for? This is how I do it. This is what I can offer. This is what I see happening to you. And, and honestly, you know, when you get people in and you genuinely show that you care about helping them try to reach their goals and, and change their life, because that's what I believe. I believe that everybody that walks in can change their life. I believe that this process and this business and, and this aspect of, um, of life and health really can totally change your entire life. Okay. So as long when as you I have, have that mindset for it, 
you can do anything that you want with absolutely it. yes I, I totally agree with that so when so we'll set up typically we'll talk on the phone uh maybe 15 minutes or so and then we'll set aside probably like a 15 i mean i don't cut it off at 15 I'm like okay that's good all right have a nice day 15 Bye. minutes on the dot you're 15 done minutes is up. Yeah, 15 minutes fades over with you're done uh, no, but it's typically about a 15 minute consult and you know, you get to the nitty gritty. Like, what is your why? Why are you here? Why did you, you know, what was your curiosity in this? What are we trying to do? And I'm just very honest with the process. You know, uh, I'm not big in the, we're going to lose, you know, we're coming up into the new year. I am not big anymore of like, we're going to lose 20 pounds in two weeks. That's not, that's not how I do it. I, I really am looking at the big picture in the long haul, like what is going to take you into the rest of your life and make it more resilient and healthy. And, 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 and again, finding the balance of having a lot of fun, having the most fun with feeling your best. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've done the old school thing because I've been in this business so long of, okay, you're, you're going to, we're not going to have this. You can't have this. You can't have this. Crash well, everything then, for yeah. two weeks and lose yeah, all your yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like you may, you may lose fat, but then you're going to put it right back on and you're miserable. Mm -hmm. So it, just being very honest with people, finding out what are their things, what are their triggers, what are their likes, what's their schedule like, what are their, you know, shortcomings, what are they things going to get in the way of it? And I'm very big at troubleshooting. Come at me with your, your hardest thing, and then we're going to break it down to figure out a plan, period. Yeah. So, um, I mean, that's kind of, you know, like I said, just being legit and passionate and, and genuine with people and real. Mm -hmm. uh, that's my, that's, I, that's probably my biggest thing is looking somebody in the eyes and saying, look, this is what I really see. This is the potential. Um, are you ready to take this journey with me? Mm -hmm. so yeah, so it kind of like starts with like a brief conversation 15 uh, not exactly yes. 15 minutes but a range of 15 minutes 15 and a half minutes period but yeah, yeah something like that exactly and yeah. then you really just dig deep and understand why they're on the phone call and i love how you mentioned that you aren't gonna be like future pacing for like three months you're like future pacing for years to come and that's not only good for you know, caring for the client, but it's also good for the business because right. the longer you keep something, because they stay in it the, the long haul. Yes, you'll get the more revenue for sure. Yes, yeah, yes, exactly. And, 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 and that's what I've found. I, I've found. I, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to keep telling me to be quiet. Okay. I get excited. I get excited when I talk about this stuff. But you know, when you're real with people and you keep people coming back because they're enjoying the process. Does that make sense? Yep. They stay, exactly. they stay. The retention and rates will be higher because they love working. 100, right, 100%. It's just because we don't come in and, and knock them off their socks and they can't move for a week. Guess what? They don't wanna come back, but you come in and you show them a base and you make them feel the workouts and you show them that it's possible to stay in this game and feel good and keep getting better and keep getting stronger, they stay. Mm -hmm. And then again, on top of that, building the community and becoming a part of something, their family, their gym family, it, it just allows, it, it's just different. It's not a sales pitch. It becomes a family, right? And, and that for me has, I don't know, like been maybe, a, I don't even want to say a secret. It has just been how I've handled clients and, and the retention of my clients, um, building something that people become a part of. Yeah. Yeah. I really like how you mentioned like the family feel because ultimately 
again, as we mentioned beforehand, that's what we want as human beings. We want to have that connection, the tribe feel going into the, tribe, the yep. facility, and that'll eventually keep us for the long term. But, you know, it does look like we are running short on time here. So my last okay. question for you, Ashley, <laughs> is what are your social medias and what is your website so our listeners can find you on the internet? Okay, so Instagram is Ash A Team Fitness. TikTok is at Ashley Bergen, and it's spelled differently. It's A S H L Y E B E R G E N. And then Facebook is A Team Fitness. And then there's a, there's Ashley Bergen because there are other A teams out there. So as far as the website, I'm actually um, currently we're redoing it. So those are the three that you'll definitely be able to find me on. Okay. Awesome. Thank you for sharing those, Ashley. And I want to personally thank you for coming on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. story and all your insights. It was a great conversation. And I think the listeners will extract a lot of value out of that. Um, But to everyone else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. And don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you are interested in joining us to talk about your gym, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Hannah, and joining us on the show is Simon from Simon Holland PT in Preston out of the UK. Welcome to the show, Simon. How are you today? Hi, Hannah. I'm fine. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on the show today. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, Before we dive into everything you have going on with the business, um, first, tell us a little bit about what made you want to start the gym in the first place. Uh, Many, many, many years ago, about 24 years ago, in fact, um, I was working probably 70, 80 hours a week, earning really big bucks, to be fair, but the life wasn't really that good, to be honest with you. I was working every hour, got turns, working the weekends. Uh, yeah, getting good money for it, but it was something I needed to change. So I was working down uh, in the capital, London at the time, um, and I decided what what's my kind of fit? What do I need to do? What, what do I want to do going forward? That was when I was a really young kid at the time. So I started studying in a caravan, believe it or not, um, as a personal trainer online um, and then decided, yeah, well, to be fair, I decided obviously before the training that I fancied doing something I've always loved doing and I kind of have always been into fitness. Um, And I've also, I've been ex 
military. So I've got that background of kind of being in teams and stuff, but I've also been fitness oriented quite a long for a long time. So yeah, gym and fitness is was my baby um, at the time. So yeah, that's um, that's really what got me into uh, fitness and PT at the time. Um, but that was many many years ago, obviously. Yeah, um, definitely. What led you from from going from a PT to opening your own, own studio? How did that come about? Um, personal training. Obviously, I've been in many jobs before that. I didn't always jump at personal training as soon as I got qualified because I had too many jobs that were really secure um, and financially secure. And obviously, I was kind of living down in down away from my family at the time. So when I came back up here. I decided to kind of go for the uh, the personal tra- training routes. I did actually before I got my first set my first. I actually started in my a summer house in my back garden, believe it or not, um, just as personal training, doing part time PT in in my little summer house in my back garden, um, because I wanted to find out how it kind of rolled and see if it worked for me and if it, if it was the the right fit. Um, and then before that, though, I, I kind of went for a couple of jobs in gym, gym settings, um, working in big gym chains. And I kind of had a few interviews and I got offered two or three jobs that I went for on an interview basis to see if I was, would fit for actually doing the PT to start off with. And I got offered all the jobs that I, I went for. So I was obviously, I've got something that, that's that that fits right for for the uh for the job so but then they started asking me for rent and all this money on top and then working some gym classes and by the time you know it it was 60 70 hours and i was like not even starting with a client then so i was like what what's i kind of i can't afford to do this really to be fair so a friend of mine actually does a web design business. Um, so he, he said, why don't you just go for, your, go for your own thing? And I said, well, why not? So he set me up a little website, uh, like a one-page website on Google. Um, and I started running a couple of private one-to-one sessions in a summer house in my back garden, just weekends, evenings, that sort of thing. So that's how I started in the PT. And then it just moved on gradually from there. Uh, and like I said before, is I've always been that I've lethargic, logic type, doing it at the right times, at the right paces, rather than try and just go into it all guns blazing and, and, and fully, fully committed to too many things at once. So I've gradually just stepped up as my business has gone along. I've just stepped up the chain, really. Um, and it's just kept flowing that way. So, so yeah, so started off with a couple of PT PT clients in my one-to-one like summer house. It's only like probably this probably fifteen foot long, fifteen foot wide type scenario. And then I went into a studio, um, like an office space studio. Uh, and then I got encouraged to do group training. So I've kind of I've always been scared about doing group training because I wasn't one of those people that could deliver in front of people, a bit nervous about that sort of thing. Um, and then, you know, I, I, I kind of took the plunge and went for a training course, and I actually, the, 
the the guy who delivered the train course at the time, he, he kind of made me realise that it was quite a quite a good thing to do, quite a cool thing to do. And I got more confident as I was doing it. And I then went into owning a bigger facility and then started turning the ball around into group and one-to-one type training. So yeah, that's how it flowed really. Yeah, that's awesome. I like how you you started as a personal trainer, but you were putting so much like time and money into it that you might as well point have your own thing. Recognize that and you you took the the lead on clients. So I think that's really cool um, that you started, you know, in, in your house. So that's really awesome. Um, my, my next question for you is how do you describe Simon Holland PT to someone who's never been into your facility before? What kind of services and classes do you offer? So I offer small group, my maximum of 16 for my group training uh, clients um, and one-to-ones, two-to-ones, that type of personal training stuff as well. Um, I've always been told to have a niche when I first started out as a personal trainer, which never felt that comfortable to me. I felt like I wanted to serve everyone and anyone. Um, obviously, it's alleviated towards the kind of middle-aged, um, just down to own, down to down to earth type, straight up type of person. Really, to kind of the people that have really never really got on with big chain gyms, never really had the kind of motivation to go into them big chain gyms and do what they 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 kind of the wrong thing. So I've got quite a lot of. I'd say 40 plus people in my gym quite a lot. Um, the people that are not really that, well, not really been madly over the top on fitness, um, but just need guidance and kind of push in because uh, they won't do it themselves, basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, welcoming, warming, um, everyone, all shapes, sizes, ages, um, different 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 people it's uh it's hard to explain but once one person walks through the door they understand what i've been trying to say in in a roundabout way for a long time it's um until you've experienced it you can't really put a finger on what the specific thing is but um yeah it's there's like no there's no there's no frills with us it's just kind of you see what you see and you get what you get type thing you know Gotcha. Yeah, I like that. You kind of cater to the people who maybe are a little uncomfortable going into like a big gym that's just on your own. So you kind of give them the space to meet other people like them, work out in a smaller, more intimate setting, get some more like one-on-one support. So I think that's one of the big benefits of of personal training in that small group aspect. Um, So how many members do you have right now? My group is... I'm running at about 70, 70, just below 70 at the current time. Um, yeah, it's the same as every fitness business, really. You, you get people coming in, you get people going out. It's just, it's one of those things. Um, I did speak to someone the other day about how COVID has had a, quite a big impact on fitness and people's motivation and um, obviously the business side of things as well. I don't think there's half as many people as willing to come into or commit to that sort of thing now compared to what there was prior to COVID. Um, don't get me wrong, I'm still I'm still increasing month by month, but 
I don't feel like it's as fast as it was prior to uh, COVID coming along, to be honest with you. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, how are you getting new people in the door now then? Yeah, that, to be honest with you, the majority of my people are referred. Um, I don't do masses of um, marketing. I do social media, I do Instagram and that sort of thing. And, and, and obviously I've got my website, but I don't do massive of advertising anymore, to be honest with you. Most of mine comes through word of mouth, uh, referrals, um, someone who spoke to me in passing with somebody else and so on and so forth. So that's that's where I get mine, most of my clients from. Have you in the past done like paid advertising or have you gotten to your around 70 members all through referrals and, and word of mouth? Yeah, I, I've done, I have prior to me going a bit more successful. Yeah, I have done a paid before. Um, the only thing is you feel like you don't get that consistent client or that, that person that's going to stay with you long-term through paid advertising, mm -hmm. you get a more short-term looking for a quick fix and then moving out the door type thing, you know? Um, so yeah, it has worked for me in the past, but I, I rarely do that anymore compared to what I used to. Gotcha. What are you going for paid advertising? Was it social media advertising, you know, like flyers, what sort of advertising were you paying for at the beginning? Yeah, mainly um, social media. Um, Facebook is, is my main platform. Um, but my, obviously my uh, website does quite well for me as well, to be fair. Gotcha. Okay, so you mentioned you did paid advertising on Facebook. You were getting people in from that, but they weren't people that were necessarily like sticking around for the long term. So do you think it was, was kind of an issue of targeting not the right clientele? Or why do you think those ads didn't, didn't do as good as you'd hoped? Good question. I like that question. Um, it's hard to put a finger on it, really, to be fair. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe not, maybe not getting the the right the right wording out there to get my my kind of type of client, maybe. Yeah. And, and like I said before, I've not really had I've not really had a real massive push on a single specific type of client. I've always thought I could help literally anyone. Um, there's there's no one that I'd ever kind of say, you know what, you kind of quite don't fit my my bag, because um, that's not really it. it. To be fair, it's not the reason I got into this is into this industry in the first place. Well, I want to help as many people that need my help as possible, and that's where I lined it up, and that's probably why I didn't potentially maybe get the wording right, maybe, but I've not had a specific niche. That's probably been one of the things really. Gotcha. Okay. So going forward, um, you know, you mentioned off air, one of your goals is to add more members and then also step back a little bit so you can spend more time with your family. Tell me about your schedule now. Like how many classes do you train? Do you have other trainers with you? What does your day-to-day -day look like? I'm actually a, a one-man band. Um, and I have had people with me in the past um, but but my only problem is, um, yeah, one, I've got OCD. Um, two, I'm super, super specific on every single thing I do. I've got a way of doing everything. And I'm a quite proud person of I've built this business to what it is today. 
on my own with no support, with no financial backing, no nothing. And I'm quite precious about that. Um, and no one's got the standards that I kind of live to. I'm ex-military, like I said before, I'm ex-military. So obviously it comes with that sort of territory that um, I do things in a specific, methodical type, type of way. Um, so, yeah, it was hard to find the, the, the exact person um, to help me along. I am trying to kind of let my guard down a little bit to getting someone on board. But yeah, definitely uh, I'm looking to uh, release a little bit more, a few more hours so I can spend a lot more time with my family. And that's the hard bit about it these days is obviously we're in a bit of a recession in the UK at the minute and financially um, you've got to make sure everything's sound and in place before you can start employing people and giving them hours that you potentially could do yourself to, to not, to cut your cut your cloth in, yeah. in the greatest scheme of things. Yeah, absolutely. I think it comes down to you know having enough members to give to other staff members so that you know they're making good living. Um, also helping as many people as possible, and it kind of all circles back to you know having as many people in the door as possible. Um, so that being said, what is like your your long term goal? Like if we zoom out like three to five years, where do you see yourself as a business owner, and where do you see the gym? I, in three to five years' time, I'm looking to potentially increase my client base to 100 plus. I've always had that 100 plus in my head. Um, obviously, then I'm kind of looking to retire. By the time I'm 55, which I'm 46 now, I want to retire. I want to be done and dusted. Um, I've worked since I was 15 and a half. Uh, I left education and went straight into employment. So I've, I've worked every single hour God sends. Um, but really, can I get someone in to run the business for me and I can just take a backwards seat? Um, obviously, help in every other way, but spend um, the time watching my son grow up and, and enjoy, enjoy the quality time with him, really, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Family is so important. And I feel like, especially as a, a small business owner, like you said, you're a one-man show right now, and that can mean running books, training clients, cleaning the gym, doing marketing. That can be a lot on, on one person's plate. I know I've been, I've been in those shoes before. Um, okay. So what are you doing like actively right now to, to get to those goals? How are you getting more people in the door? You know, what's your plan for hiring going forward? Yeah. I'm, I'm quite, um, I'm quite, quite visual on social media. So I, I'm keeping my social media presence up. Um, I'm, I run the odd program. I started this semi-private, uh, female semi-private program. Um, we're actually coming to the end of week six. So it's a six-week semi-private uh, female program, six weeks, and there's just maximum of four women in there. But the goal is to lose weight and tone up um, and just get everything back in, in on track. So I've started running that every rolling six weeks, and that's type of getting people that... that need help to come forward um and the social media presence i'm constantly working on social media presence which also gets the eyes eyes on my business and me um and also i run referral campaigns every every month and bring a friend type thing uh works 
works really well for me every month um, from new clients and all clients, to be honest with you. So that's what I'm doing currently. Um, and I'll drop the, maybe drop the odd ad in after Christmas, which is not always the busiest time. And I get this question quite a lot. Uh, oh, I bet you're mad busy in, in January with all these people that are trying to get their Christmas weight off. And there, there. I said, you know what? It's actually not the busiest time at all. It takes people maybe one or two months even to yeah. get through into the new year before they start making the, the decision to change, um, which is everyone thinks it's quite funny, but it actually is that. They want to get rid of all the junk out of the house and or it's not quite yet. I'm not quite ready for it yet. And by the time you know it, it's February and then it may be March. So, yeah, it's... Um, yeah, so we might drop something in after that, but I, I, yeah, we'll just go with it. We'll go with flow. Gotcha, yeah. How are you marketing that um, six-week female semi-private program? How are you getting the word out about that? Just organic. I've just gone organic on my social media presence, and, yeah, it's worked. It's, it's, it's just worked. And it was a program I just thought, it was, it was just really off the cuff one day. I thought, do you know what? I've got a couple of spare hours in, in, in the day that are potentially open to working people that have, can uh, only can get to me at, at an evening or a weekend. Um, so I'll just put it out there and there was like eight people, eight women came forward straight away. Um, so I took four on the first four on board and um, we're coming to the end of it now. And I, I, uh, the results are just off the scale what these ladies have just got. Um, they're actually final weigh-ins on Saturday, so they're looking to have lost. There's two of them have already lost ten pound already, um, and there's two of them are up to the stone mark. So they've done really, really well, and they've not changed masses of amounts of things because um, that's one big thing for me is being. I've got a family and stuff. Is it's being realistic. Uh, with goal setting and, and what you're going to achieve and how you're going to achieve them goals, you know? Because in the big, bad, real world, we all have stress. We all want a bit of fun. We all want to enjoy ourselves. We want to eat the, the good stuff, the bad stuff. We want to have a drink every now and again. That's just our life, isn't it? And that's the way life should be led. But with moderation, that's why I always say to my clients, moderation, you can do it. Anyone yeah. can do it. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Like we're still human, you know, you can't want to, to never touch their favorite food or, you know, whatever. So it's, it's important that we, that we teach balance and moderation. So I love that you're adding that to that group. Um, okay. So tell me about once you have clients in the door, you know, you're around like 70 members. How do you keep your clients long-term? I don't keep them long-term, just look after them in, top, in the top and bottom of it, make them feel like they should feel when they come to somewhere like me and not like a revolving door of people that are coming in and out. Um, I, I quite, I'm quite proud of my client base because, yeah, I'm not a massive, like, intake of people all the time. So I drip feed clients into my my business or to, to my gym but they stay with me long term and that's what I'm super proud of um, and that's from just looking after them to be honest with you and, and knowing everything about them treating them like proper human beings kind of making sure they're all right inside and outside of the gym setting not just in the gym 
guiding them in the right direction, but also just making them feel like part of part of something special in a team. Definitely. Yeah. I think that's so important to look at each of your clients as an individual. They all have their own goals, you know, their own motivation. So yeah, that's definitely important to treat each of your members, you know, as, as their own person. So, um, okay. Tell me something that you wish you would have known before you started the business. If there's a listener out there who's looking to start their own gym, what would be your biggest piece of advice to them? As I said to you, I've heard before, it's actually, um, it's opened my eyes, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm quite fortunate because I'm, I'm kind of, what I see around, especially in uh, the local places now, is I'm, I'm quite old compared to the majority of PTs out there now around, around where I am. Um, and I know the young ones want to get into it, um, but don't think it's all roses because it ain't. What do, one thing certainly is, especially owning your own business, it, it's quite it's quite a a lot a lot of work, uh, more than probably I even thought it would be. Um, obviously, I've got a background of working all my life to be honest with you, so I've got that work ethic that I will just keep going until until I succeed. And that's another thing with me. I'm quite um, quite a determined kind of guy. I will never give up, um, however bad the situation gets or however tough it gets. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's not as all rosy as you may think it is. And don't get me wrong, it's good. It's a good, good line of work to be in. It's a good business to be in. Um, but it does take a lot of hard work. Yes, definitely. I think that's great that you have that work ethic. You've built all your life to fall back on. So, you know, you trust yourself that if things get hard, you're not just going to give up on the business. You're going to keep keep pushing through. And I think that's something that any entrepreneur who wants to start a business kind of has to have is that, that no matter what work ethic, because at the end of the day, it's you keeping the business alive. Like no one's going to care as much as you do. So I think it all comes back to that, that strong work ethic. So I love that. That's a great takeaway. Uh-huh. Okay, before we wrap things up, can you tell everybody where can we find you? What's your social media? What's your website? So it's um, Facebook, obviously, Simon Holland Personal Training, um, and it's www.simonholmpt.co.uk. That is my website. Uh, yeah, website is, is a good one to go through. Uh, contact information comes in, and I obviously get back to him within the, the day of uh, my contact form dropping in. Um, social media, yeah, that's probably the one, the next best thing is uh, going through Messenger and going through the Facebook page of Simon Allen PT. Um, so yeah, that's that's my two contacts, my main contacts. I am on Instagram under Simon Allen PT as well. So perfect. Well, thank you so much, Simon. We absolutely appreciate your contribution to the podcast today, and I look forward to seeing what you accomplish down the road. Thank um, you very much for having me, Anna. Of course, of course. And to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like, subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. 
Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.